Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Let's Clear the Air. I'm your host, Kaylee Francis, here today with our nurse practitioner, Craig Montgomery. We have heard from Craig. He has been on the show before, but today we're kind of talking a little bit more about allergens. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about mold and dust mite. So I'm sure everyone's trying to stay proactive. They're already feeling their symptoms. Of course, they need to come in and get checked, but here's some other ways we were going to talk about today with Craig about ways to maybe just avoid some of these things, and maybe you need to go ahead and schedule your appointment. So, thank you again for being here today, Craig. Let's just start it off about what is a dust mite allergy? Well, a dust mite allergy is uh, essentially a, a reaction to a protein that is in the droppings of the dust mite. And dust mites are microscopic creatures that primarily feed on human dead skin cells. So they're going to be in anybody's house. There's no no way you can be such a good housekeeper that you can completely eliminate them. Oh my goodness, that's really good to know. So there are there ways to clean your house to get rid of these dust mites or not so much? Definitely. You can you can minimize or help to reduce your exposure, but it's not, uh, it's never going to be a complete elimination. So the typical places that these uh, creatures want to live is in places where they can get an ample supply of their food source. So uh, our pillows and our mattress are probably the most heavily populated uh, areas with dust mites. Okay. Uh, they can get in, you know, the carpet, uh, upholstered furniture, curtains, things like that as well, but we spend a whole lot more time in our bed than we do anywhere else. Absolutely. So how are some ways to kind of get rid of it and start cleaning your house and being proactive? Well, the uh, the recommendations we usually make are, uh, if you want to make the biggest impact, uh, if you can seal up your pillows and mattress with good dust mite proof covers, not really vinyl, uh, which used to be the only thing there was, um, but uh, there are much better covers available now. Uh, the uh, ones that we recommend, there are two good websites you can go to. One's uh, allergycontrol.com. The other one is missionallergy.com. Okay. And they sell uh, really good, tightly woven cloth covers that prevent the dust mites from being able to go into the mattress and pillows and lay their eggs and reproduce and then be able to come out and get plenty of their dead skin, of our dead skin cells, which is their food source. So okay. if you can seal them up like that, either in or out, they die off. Oh, good to know. What is uh, someone who is having allergic symptoms, what do those look like if they're allergic to dust? Uh, it's going to look like a lot of other allergies. Uh, for dust mites particularly, since, you know, if we tend to wake up with a whole lot of congestion and runny nose and all that, you know, we spend all night with our face right in our pillow and, and in the bed. So if, if we think, okay, there, there are a lot more of them there, then sometimes those early morning symptoms can indicate or, or nighttime symptoms can indicate maybe a, a dust mite allergy, but really runny nose, congestion, 
things that look like pollen allergies that look like other things that we can be allergic to. Okay, I think it's a good time of the year too to go ahead and start cleaning out some of those old closets and under the bed and different things like that. So those are some good points. Right. And one other thing on the the uh, bedding is uh, we always recommend that folks will wash their pillowcases, sheets, blankets, anything on top of the bed like that once a week in, in the hottest water you can wash it in. In the hottest water. Right. Apparently you can uh, scald them to death, but you can't drown them. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so interesting. I guess switching the gear over from dust, let's talk about mold. And I think mold is something that kind of gets a little confusing. Some people think that there might be mold everywhere and other people think it could just be an old building. So let's talk about that. Where are you finding um, a mold? Well, mold could be indoors and outdoors. Uh, easiest place to see mold, especially this time of year, when the leaves start to fall and they sit on the ground and get wet. Uh, and a lot of times before they even hit the ground, they're starting to get moldy. They get wet, uh, mold, mold likes moist uh, areas. So uh, when they hit the ground and get wet, you'll see all kinds of uh, the black discoloration on uh, dead leaves basically oh so uh, you're going to get a lot of the outdoor mold there gets in mulch places you know anything that's kind of dead uh, organic material but inside uh, mold can you know any carpet that's ever been wet cleaned is going to be moldy so uh, you know you might not have wet clean the carpet in a decade but nonetheless underneath that carpet is probably going to be some mold if it's ever been done wow it'll get into the uh the binding that keeps the carpet fibers together as well as the padding and all that that's under the carpet okay so going back to the leaves falling because we're we're there you know you're seeing the leaves fall this time of year it's beautiful weather people are wanting to get out walk around so that's something they should start you know being a little more aware of whenever they start going to walk and maybe be on your antihistamines or get checked out by true board certified allergist i would definitely recommend that yeah certainly if uh, you have any of that runny nose congestion that's Kind of a chronic thing. That was the first time I ever noticed I had allergies was actually working with, uh, I was putting mulch down and just had an absolute, you know, waterfall coming out of my nose for some reason. Oh, what in the world is causing this? But it turned out to be a, a mold allergy. How interesting. So, of course, too, you know, you've got the kids that like to run and jump in the leaves this time of year. So that's whenever a lot of these kids get sick. Uh, right, right. They may, they may have, you know, a, an increase in symptoms. It's challenging to tell because this is also cold and flu season. So, you know, just those symptoms that, you know, kind of don't really involve a fever. They're not really having any aches or pains or anything along with the symptoms or haven't been, you know, around anybody that's been sick. Although, you know, with school, you're always around other people who are sick. But uh, certainly the, the symptoms that get worse when they're playing in the leaves are just right after they've done that certainly could uh, could indicate maybe something's going on with that. Okay, does the weather impact that at, at all as well? Uh, I mean, the, the the mold spore counts will go up after a rain. Oh. So that's what we will see that. You know, it kind of knocks the pollen down, you know, during the rest of the year when the pollen's out there. But unfortunately, the mold goes up. So you're never, if you're, if you're allergic to all that stuff, you never get a break. Yeah, it's really just kind of, of a weird allergy because you have to be really aware Right, right, and the uh, you know the other thing about the uh, the 
indoor molds is, and, and really outdoor molds also, you really don't even have to be allergic to mold for it to be a problem. Those molds produce spores and those can be, you can get you know, the toxins that those things produce uh, will bother a lot of people without even uh, being associated with an allergy. So okay. mold is just a nasty it is material anyway yeah and so are they typically would you find mold spores in old buildings schools uh, different things like sometimes, that uh, sometimes old buildings and uh, schools all those places are uh, are potential sources of it but really anywhere that there has been you know, a, like say a water leak for instance uh, we see that a lot where uh, mold likes uh, building materials because there's a lot of like say uh, cellulose used in in some of the building materials that's not maybe not even something you, that you see it's kind of behind tile and behind uh, other uh, wall material you know like say somebody's got uh, uh, they've painted they've they've uh, decorated they've got things that are uh, or they've got cabinets along a wall oh, yeah. and there's been a, a leak say behind all that um, if mold gets into that, into that cellulose material, it will just go and go and go. It's just uh, kind of a never-ending uh, source of food for it, Oh, my goodness. So could someone live in an environment with mold and not really even know? Uh, they're probably going to know eventually. Uh, okay. But it certainly is possible to have it there and not really realize it. Very interesting. Yeah, there is a really good story uh, about a... a very successful uh, businesswoman in Texas who uh, had a, gosh, I think it was a 15,000 square foot house that ended up having to be completely torn down because of oh. black mold. Well, that's something to hopefully no one else has to ever deal with anything that severe. <laughs> right, right. It definitely can happen. And that's, that's the, that's the warning about it. if you ever have a water leak, you really need to get it dealt with and any materials that that had the mold okay. in it really need to be removed and it needs to be done by a, a, a company or a person who's uh, able to do it. They have to bag all that material up before they even carry it out. Okay, and how are ways now for these people to get help and to get treatment? Do they need to see a board certified allergist? That would uh, that would be a great way to, to do it. Well, certainly to determine if there's an allergy to, uh, to mold, uh, that would be that would be the first way to, uh, first step to okay. get to that answer. Okay. So can they even get allergy shots if they're truly allergic to dust or mold? Right. So we do uh, allergy testing in the office where we determine if there is a, an allergy, and then uh, certainly uh, allergy shots are a, are one of the the treatments that's available. One of the things we always say is there's three things you do about allergies: you try to avoid as much as you can, and then there's there's Things available like nose sprays and, and oral antihistamines and uh, something called Singular. There's uh, medicines that treat symptoms. Right. But then um, if none of that seems to control things or, or make you know, a person's uh, symptoms livable, then allergy shots are a great option okay. in a lot of cases to, uh, to take that away. That's the only way to really turn off an allergy. Absolutely. So there's ways for people to still not feel miserable if they're mold or dust mite allergic. Correct. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for kind of covering everything on dust and mold today. Um, we've got so much more on the show coming in the next couple of weeks. So keep tuning in again. I'm your host Kaylee again here with Craig Montgomery at the Farragut office. Thank you so much for being here again. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of let's clear the air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, Our allergy experts are here to clear the air.